Welcome to the Dish Up Podcast, a Cheapies Podcast production. Welcome back to this episode of the Dish Up Podcast. I'm your host, Kent Hansen. Today we got the very special Christmas Day episode. First episode with guests, we have Danny, which is at Danny2Tone1 on Twitter, and Buddha Bless the Beat, which is at On1000 on Twitter. These two guys met on the internet. They know each other in real life. They'd previously worked in some, I believe it was college radio, they said. And so they just hopped on with me and we uh, shot the. Shot the shit for an hour, had a good time, and so yeah, this is our first one with uh, with guests. So uh, buckle in, enjoy. This goes all over the place. Talk about all sorts of things. Talk a little bit Christmas, you know, some. Uh, what what meal would you pick? Death row stuff like that. So uh, I hope you enjoy. Uh, you can follow me at Ken Hansen on Twitter and at Ken Hansen 81 on Instagram. The podcast is Dish Up Pod One on Twitter and Dish underscore Up underscore Pod on Instagram. Awesome. Thanks for checking it out. All right, should we get this thing going or do you want to do any ground rules first here, Ken? What was that, Buddha? I was just saying, let's get it started. You want to kick us off? Yeah, yeah. I'm. We're just gonna like talk, and then I can uh, do all the intros and shit afterwards, so I don't have to like do like the big thing, yada yada, blah blah blah. Cool. Um, but so you guys are the, the uh, first official guest. It's an honor. Very. And honest. then, uh, do you guys know who the comedian Brooks Whelan is? I do. Yeah. Former SNL I've guy. Ne- never heard of him. So Brooks Whelan used to be on SNL, got fired. He's got a uh, a show on YouTube, travels and such, where him and a couple of buddies go camping. He's also got his own podcast called Entry Level. And so he's had this joke on his podcast where he was like, if I get 500 reviews on my iTunes, I'll have Tom Cruise on the show. Mm-hmm. Like just someone who's not going to be on the show, right? And so then he, and then 500 passed. He's like, oh, if we get 1,000, I'll get Brad Pitt on. <laughs> no, it's never going to happen. And so I just tweeted him. I was like, hey, man, if I get 200 subscribers, will you be on the show? And he's mm-hmm. like, absolutely, man. All right. There you go. What, what, what are we at? And so then this, after this past episode, I talked about it in the episode. I tagged him. I said, hey, you know, we're on the Brooks Wheeling Challenge. He's like, man, I'll just come on your show like next week if you want. <laughs> wow. Oh, we're going to get upstaged in, uh, in one week. But uh, I'll take it. Just let him know that we were first. He may have more clout, oh. but just let him know he's number two. Oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him that. I'm gonna say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I chose to have you as the second guest episode. I had other people yeah. chosen for the first episode. So what? How many oh. subscribers do we get Soder on the pod? That's the real question, fellow cheapy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. After I have Brooks on the show and it like looks like it's like an actual podcast with famous people, then I'm gonna reach out 
Yeah, well, that, that opens that opens the door to pretty much anybody. We're talking the Obamas, right? Um, Ellen. I mean, who knows? The, exactly. And so, um, Joe DeRosa and Sal Volcano just started a food podcast, like the same week mm. I started mine. And I said, the race is on to get Soder on as as a guest. I think I can get them first, and they type back, "Good luck." And I said, "Well, now it's on." It's uh, on. Like well, you got the cheapy connection, so that's that's uh, you got the leg up there. Yeah, yeah. So, Ken, if first, let me just say, honored to be on here. You know, thank you for having us on. I think me and Buddha are both very excited. You know, we've loved your passion for the cheapies and kind of the brotherhood that we've shared. One thing that I did want to ask you is, I'd love to hear. Because kind of everyone has the story. What was your path to the cheapies, and how how did you get involved, and when did you decide to really go all in? So I was trying to look that up a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I I don't know who it, it must have it must have come through my timeline as someone liked something or retweeted something from Big Tasty. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm gonna say it was probably Aprilish. Okay, oh, you're really early. Early adopter. Yeah. And and I had no idea what was going on, right? So I was Googling stuff and and, and trying to figure out what was going on here. And I was like, <laughs> who cares? Let's go. There you go. You hopped in. And then uh, one vitamin, then you had the vitamin water chug heard around the world. And from then on, the legend of Ken Hansen was born. Yeah. Awesome stuff. I love and, it. Uh, so so what about uh, what about you, Danny? Well, so I got into the cheapy community through Buddha. Um, so, you know, okay. one thing we should have said on the outset, you know, we're not amateurs here, Kent. We, uh, we, me and Buddha actually hosted one of the most popular radio shows in our college's history together uh, many, Ooh. many moons ago. So, you know, I know we're kind of sizing each other up, but uh, just to let you know, we're familiar with the medium of audio. So uh, it should be a good show here. But yeah, so... Buddha is really the one with the connection and I know Buddha from college and uh, he was just like, Hey, you got to follow this guy. He's, he's putting out pure electricity and he's all about the positivity. Um, and you know, there, I think kind of like you said, there's always that initial wave of confusion when you really don't know what's going on. You try to find the cheap seats podcast, but then you kind of just surrender yourself to the movement and you just become a cheap. Yep. And it's, it's history from there. And I'm looking forward to the next 500 years. So you guys know each other in real life. We do, yes. We do. Yeah, so do and, then, know... so, and then, oh. yeah. So I know, I know, uh, Big Tasty Anthony. We uh, we have somewhat of a history. So we went to summer camp together back in uh, I think around 2011. Um, we got paired up in the same cabin. Uh, sleepaway camp for two weeks. Um, I actually wet the bed one night i was a big bed wetter um around 11 years old and uh he let me sleep in his bunk with him and kind of the rest is history uh from there we've uh stayed in touch mostly virtually um but you know when he started the cheapies it's hard to say no you know you just get that that feeling you can't really describe it lightning in the bottle um so i brought two-tone in with me and uh you know the rest is history and so that's that's one thing people are like they're like explain explain the cheapies, 
And and the easiest way I can explain it is just positivity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in a medium such as Twitter, where it can get so toxic so quickly, it, it's a breath of fresh air. Just, just, just have this this whole path of positivity that you can just unfollow all the the, the toxic stuff, and then just like like a lazy river of positivity. <laughs> I love That's that. Beautiful way to I love it. that. Yeah. Wow. And then every once in a while, you're gonna get out of the lazy river. You're gonna hop on the water slide, and you're gonna have a night like last night. Oh, with the angry <laughs> orchard. Yeah, that was that was quite an evening. I mean, the thrill of getting a brand Twitter account to buy a three hundred dollar tapestry through, while positive, somewhat harassment, but positive harassment <laughs> in their replies was one of the greatest. Uh, thrills of my life and I think it really just speaks to the power of the cheapies that um, we got Angry Orchard to come around and buy the tapestry and I can't wait to see them hang it up and uh, Angry Orchard has, has come to play ball yeah they really have they're invested they, they they love it I think this is this has to be the most action that that Twitter account has had in its history yeah, oh, stri- I, I strictly would, because of the cheapies I was going back and looking at whatever posts from the last two months and like a lot of brand accounts that are you know like not top tier brands you know it gets 25 likes mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden just this wave of <laughs> likes likes retweets, retweets. yeah i mean we were saying the uh whoever runs that account must be going to their performance review uh, with a little, a little, uh, a little strut in their step, you know, knowing that they got the full weight of the, the KPIs. Yeah. The, yeah. the, uh, the engagement is off the charts. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I personally year end performance review, they're getting a big bonus for sure. And <laughs> I mean, I, I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that conversation with the, uh, with the finance folks at, at angry orchard um and the social media manager just trying to explain like look we really need to buy this tapestry i know it's 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 a little overpriced but uh you know for the sake of the brand we got to do it and i love that they just punched punched you know green means go purchase yeah. it i will say there's no way that the, the Angry Orchard's engagement with the cheapies has certainly led to over $300 of Angry Orchard products being purchased that otherwise would not have been purchased. So they're getting, they're getting oh, a return on that investment for sure. You should try to get the, uh, the, the, the Angry Orchard. You should try to get the tree on the pod, Ken. That's, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, you can talk. You can go to you guys. Yeah. Brooks. Soda. And then Mix yeah. soda in there first. Soder, yeah. the Angry Orchard Tree. Really lube it up. Barack Obama is on a press tour for his book. We could get him. Mm-hmm. That would be huge. Yeah. I don't think it's and out of then, the question. He did, uh, he, he was on a complex, like, Instagram show um, yeah. the other week. He's doing, lame, so. he's doing a Come Town next week, right? Yeah, I think he is. is. He? <laughs> Are you a Come Town listener, Kent? I am not. Got to get involved. Um, I uh, really wholesome content. Good guys. <laughs> it sounds like it. I've I've listened to bits and pieces. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, bits. so going into 2020, I I made like a specific choice that I had to cut down on the amount of podcasts that I listened to. Fair enough. Got it. 
That's, I probably had cool. 35. Wow. That I was 35. To. Wow. What's... And I, I had to cut it down. So I said, the bonfire, Monday the 3rd. So the boy, there we go. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank. Mm-hmm. Entry level with Brooks Wheeler. Those are the three that I was going to keep because they're my favorite. Mount Rushmore podcast right there. Now, added so many throughout the year. I don't know if you guys use Spotify. I use Spotify to listen to stuff. I'm team title, actually, personally. Are you? Mm-hmm. You are the richest person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> um, so Spotify, they give you a year-end thing. They say, hey, this is what you listen to. Yada, Spotify wraps. Yeah, of course. So I had just under 20,000 hours of podcast listened to this year. Wow. Wow. That doesn't include the bonfire because I listened to that on satellite radio. Ooh. And that doesn't include music that I listen to. And so I'm Ted, a big fan of Run the Jewels. Putting up some Wilt Chamberlain numbers. That's uh, Malcolm Gladwell says uh, to be a professional in something, you have to do it for 10,000 hours. So um, you're, you're well over that. You're, uh, I would consider you a professional podcaster just based yeah, on well, how much you put into the crap. That's why I had to pivot to being like, well, I might as well just do it. Yeah, it's essentially yeah. you were investing, investing your time to learn the craft. And then I was also, I was also with Run the Jewels, the band, my favorite band. I was in the top point zero zero five percent of listeners worldwide. Wow! So Killer Mike might need to come on the pod as well. Yeah, I don't know if LP. Probably just Killer Mike. I mean, Killer Mike's the he's the he's the personality. I think yeah. LP posts some weird shit on Twitter. I gotta say, <laughs> big fan. But he just posts a lot of pictures of like cute animals, and that's yeah. not gonna that's not gonna get you very far on a cooking podcast. His wife and his dog. Exactly. All right, Ken. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Let's get actually get into some food talk. That's what we're here for. So first, I want to know what's your favorite Christmas food or Christmas food tradition. This is the Christmas episode. So what's something, and it could be something you haven't had for 20 years since you were a kid, but what's one thing food-wise that just screams Christmas to you? Well, I'll go first, Two-Tone. I got got something that, uh, you know, it's been a long-standing tradition. I think back to my great grandparents is uh we do this thing called the gallon challenge on christmas day where we all we all wake up on christmas morning open our gifts before we open it you can't get started until the gifts are opened but each family member um it's on my mom's side has to drink an entire gallon of uh whole milk throughout the day so you have whole milk yeah so you have 24 hours to uh, to finish. Person who finishes first gets a uh, cash prize, uh, $100 that everybody chips into in the pool. So uh, it's 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 honestly not the most enjoyable thing in the world, um, but it brings us closer together. And um, I don't know, it might be something that you guys look into in the Hanson family adopting so this time around. Is it? Sorry, go ahead, Ken. You go, Danny. 
I was just going to say, what is the completion percentage versus the upchuck percentage? You know, if you finish the gallon, what are the odds that you're puking there? I mean, uh, yeah, no, well, it depends on how fast you do it. If you, if you take the full 24 hours, uh, a lot of people take, you know, PEDs throughout the day. Will, will, uh, you, one, you, you fast leading, leading up to it, or two, you, you know, take Adderall or other stimulants to try to stay awake. <laughs> just load up on lactate pills. Yeah, yeah, but but that starts to you know diminish your appetite a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, people throw up for sure. I'd say uh, you know twenty percent of my family is uh, violently vomiting mm. by mid afternoon. But um, you know, it's something that we're willing to sacrifice for. Uh, you know, the people that started our family. Tradition. The reason why I'm here today is because of the, the gallon challenge. Fair enough. Tradition, like any other. So is this adults and children? Yep, everybody. If you're alive, you're drinking a gallon of milk. If you're breathing, I've, I've been doing it. I think this is funny, Danny. Um, I've been doing this. I, uh, I mean, as long as I, rem- I can remember. Um, breast milk was the first gallon challenge that I did, I, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's all in good fun. Anyway, Danny, what about you? No, I want to. No, I yeah, I mean, about this yeah, I think we opened up kind of Pandora's box by bringing in uh, Buddha. <laughs> All right, I got I you. Mean, uh, so lay it on me, Ken. So I'm saying, I'm saying, from not knowing anything about this, that like a 12 year old kid probably has the best off. That is, ex- so I'm with you. Just, I'm with you. Yeah, they're just getting to that adult appetite, right? True. True. But. But they're not getting the booze that's gonna mix poorly with the milk inside their stomach. That's a good. That's a good point. I mean, once you're of age, uh, you can start, you know, mixing a few white Russians into the rotation. Um, but I mean, the the best way to do it is it's like you know ripping off a bandaid. You just pound it. You might just go for it. Yeah, you might you might lose you might throw up a couple times, but just get through it, and then you can enjoy the rest. So of what is what is so, your strategy so, for this year, Buddha? How are you going to attack it? I like to. It goes down easier when it's warm. Mm. So I like to you know throw throw the oven on at like a one twenty five. You fill up a, a big mixing bowl with just a shitload of whole milk. Mm-hmm. Um, you let, you let that puppy sit in there for a good five or 10 minutes. Once it's, you know, starting to bubble a little bit, it's down, down the guzzle. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So it's worked in the past. Um, so now I've never won personally, but I think this year might be right here. Is, is it, so does one person go out and get all the gallons or you personally responsible for bringing your gallon follow up question? Is there some sort of gallon inspection before you start? Mm, I'm, I'm really happy you asked both of those questions, Ken. Um, so in terms of sourcing the gallons for the gallon challenge, you're on your own. Um, it does need to be USDA approved um, milk. That's, that's, that's one, one piece of it. Um, the, the inspection, I mean, if you, it's just as long as the seal hasn't been broken prior right. to I, you know, when you wake up on Christmas morning, then you're good to go. So I, I it's fairly simple. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, from the competition barbecue background that I have, of course, there's, there's a ton of pre rules. There's all this stuff that you can't, can and can't do beforehand. And so all that little minutiae is the stuff that I'm super interested in. 
Oh, wait, what? What's the question? <laughs> well, there was no question there. It seems like you're you're just you're I'm just a statement. Buddha's family is just kind of firing from the hip. It's not that regimented. What I, what I want to know, Kent, is how would you attack it? Because really, since Buddha brought this up, I've just been thinking about my strategy, and I don't think warm milk is the approach to me. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. So you play to win the game, right? So that's that's the purpose. If you throw up, are you out or are you still in? Uh, no, 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 no. That's that's part of the it's part of the process. I mean, you almost okay. ex- you almost expect to throw up. Okay, so in order to win, I'm saying you gotta you gotta have sub one out. <laughs> if you're going, that's that that is over, that's a that's a ambitious hour, benchmark, Ken. Someone's gonna. You're lie. Usain Bolt of milk chugging. What does the winner normally finish in, Buddha? It's usually around, you know, noon, twelve thirty, early early afternoon. It's around lunchtime when yeah. the ga- the gallons start getting light. So, so what I'm thinking, I'm gonna break. So a gallon, I think, roughly translates to three point eight nine liters. Roughly, yeah. Roughly. So, what I'm thinking is one liter guzzled every 15 minutes. Your, your stomach is going to be in knots, Ken. So a vitamin water is just over half of a liter. Oh, so at, here we go. True. I love you go. bring it back to the vitamin Let's water. It's, a, so so it's, it's, roughly, it's roughly a three-piece then. Yeah. And okay. So, so I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking sub one hour. I mean, we're looking to one one liter every fifteen minutes. I mean, you got to be pouring the milk into a vitamin water bottle just to get in your head in the right place, you know. Ken, I, I just hope you realize the the path that you're setting for yourself, um, which is the fact that ev- all the cheapies once they listen to this are going to demand that you do a gallon challenge in sub an hour. <laughs> I just hope that you're aware because. Maybe we should cut the conversation now if you're not willing, but I think it might be too late for you. Well, that's going to become a thing, even more than the stone cold. Can we can we see a, a stone cold with two two gallons? Of yeah, hey, kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm I'm I've had enough of uh, yeah. talking about Danny. talking about my family, Danny. I want to hear about. I want to hear. About yeah, you. so I'm going to bring us a little bit back to. Uh, not to insult Buddha's family, but what I would call the mainstream. Um, not going to be quite as exciting. You know, I think this is an interesting question, Kent, because, you know, obviously with Thanksgiving, there's the standard meal. But Christmas is where you kind of get the variety in and where the different families have different approaches. Um, some people will go with a ham, which uh, I personally am quite a- opposed to. I'm, I'm not into the big spiral ham. What my family does and I'm a big fan of is uh, some nice prime rib. I think that is a great way to celebrate Christmas. You know, it's a quality dish. You don't have to eat a lot of it. You can enjoy, you know, a nice boozy Christmas Eve dinner, a little prime rib, and maybe get some mashed potatoes in there. So that, that's kind of what I like to do. How about you, Ken? I got more questions on this 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 prime. So, All right. I'm I'm an open book, Ken. You're, you're, you're not getting off that yeah. easy. <laughs> so, 
Americans, your guys' Thanksgivings are like Thanksgiving, Christmas is like four weeks. Apart, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have like two months between our Thanksgiving and Christmas. So Thanksgiving and Christmas meals look quite a bit the mm-hmm. same to us, which I also not a fan of. I'm done with turkey, but. So oh, you're I'm right Christmas, there with you. That that's a food opinion that I can I can agree with. Turkey is your your Christmas meal. So you're sitting down Christmas prime rib. How many people are at that table? Well, Ken, I come from a large Irish Catholic family. Um, so my Christmas Eve, depending on the my older cousins who are married, we can clock in uh, a thirty to thirty five, depending on what everyone's doing that year. But uh, yeah, so we, we got a lot. There's a there's an adult table. And this year, actually, this year you're, you're planning on it being bigger, right? I, I think that you're, you're you're hoping for a super spreader. Event. <laughs> yeah, well, that's this this year's in question. We're definitely not super spreading, Buddha. Thanks for bringing that up, though. I, I'm more talking. I'm more talking normalized <laughs> year. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm team stop the spread, yeah. obviously. But um, yeah, it's a big Irish Catholic family camp, so we got a lot of prime rib moving in that kitchen. Um, so yeah. So one thing that my family does is, so my mom's side is, is the big side. Okay. Everyone's close. Lots of aunties and uncle, lots of cousins. Um, so we have what we call early Christmas. So it's usually one or two weeks before Christmas or a week after Christmas. That we have the 35, 40 people get together, right? So do you early, if, if you hold it after Christmas, just still for, call sake, early Christmas. For, for the still, sake of the brand, you're still calling it early Christmas? Absolutely. Hashtag I like the that. brand, it's still early Christmas. I like that. So on Christmas Day proper, there's probably less than 10 of us. Okay. So, and, so and what, are you, what are you cooking up? So it's it's tough. So we have my family, and then we have my wife's mom, and then my wife's dad's side. So there's a lot of moving parts. Um, so Christmas Day, like we, I don't even know what we had last year. Christmas Day, turkey roll and just a bunch of stuff. Nothing special. Because we get sounds, so we get sounds like uh, you might need to mix in a little gallon challenge to spice things <laughs> up a little bit. Me and my kid would be a wreck. <laughs> so like no toilet this, bowl is safe. No. The the early Christmas is kind of where everyone flexes, mm-hmm. right? That's where everyone everyone brings their dish and everyone, you know, everyone's gotta do what they can. Unless I got lots of cousins that have to fly in and stuff like that. Pennsylvania, New York, Winnipeg, Calgary. And so some of the the fancier people, instead of bringing food, they'll bring like nice liqueurs and wines Ooh. and stuff like that. Mm. But all the local people, it's time to flex. So my one cousin, Rayanne, makes what's called a wheat salad. Did you say your white cousin? What? No. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Keep going. I didn't, I didn't mean to bring this. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I did say. My, no, my one cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a little my bit more sense. My one cousin 
She makes what's called the wheat what salad. What is that? So you take like I, I, I don't know her recipe. I think this is how it works. You take a bunch of kernels of wheat, and then you boil it till it's like kind of soft, and then you just throw it in a bin of Cool Whip. Oh, wow, that sounds horrendous. <laughs> if I'm being it, completely honest, it's it's probably one of my favorite Christmas. Wow, dishes. wow, all right, I love it. Come to think of it, she might throw in like a can of. Diced pineapples okay. as well. All right, a little tropical. <laughs> but it's one of those things where explaining it to you does mm. not do it justice. We might need it. We might need a picture. I need to get see a picture on the timeline, probably. I'll toss one out there. I'll see if I can find one. Sounds good. So around the tree this year, around how much cheapy gear can your uh, family be expecting, Kent? Not as much as I would like, because <laughs> it takes forever for everything to get up. Ah, true. The, the mm. Cheaporium is not shipping internationally. Uh, there are a couple of hitches there in the whole process, I'd imagine. And then, not only that, but what costs you $19 costs me $29. Ooh. Inflation. Yeah. Just as soon as something comes across the border, they're like, ah, it costs 33%. Wow, that's it. crazy. So what is that's the American what is way. your wife's opinion of the cheapies? I know we got into a little bit before we went live, but um, I'd love to little flesh that out a bit more. She understands, or she, she's trying to understand how someone's trying to steal money. From <laughs> me. I wouldn't call it stealing. No, she thinks everything is a scam. <clears throat> And she's like, so, so how are they trying to take your money? And I'm like, well, they're not. She's like, well, you bought a sweater. I was like, well, the sweater cost me thirty bucks, but it's not like I'm giving mm-hmm. more money. You don't get it, sweetie. <laughs> it's the cheapies. So she doesn't really understand it, which is fair. I don't think many people... many people do. No, uh, if we're being perfectly honest. No. Will the will the leggings be under the Christmas tree this year potentially? For Mrs. Kent? No. Mm. It's a, that's a next year thing. I what, a, what about your son? That's, that's a Can we pencil allowed. your son in as a cheapie, you think? <laughs> or is he still not fully engaged? He will a cheapie be. to be. Not a yet. cheapie to be. He will be. Yeah. The, the, the seeds are being planted. It's one of those things where if I come out and tell him that he has to be, he's going to rail against the system, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to let him find so, it himself. So if, if I can just plant some positive mm-hmm. seeds and he can follow the trail, he'll end up in cheap. He's, he's, he's in an angsty phase, perhaps. He could mm-hmm. be. He could be. So, Ken, I, I, I hate to segue off this topic i think we're we're getting a lot of good content here but i do have uh, a suggestion for you that you you can uh, hopefully take forward into other episodes future episodes so this segment is called death row with ken hansen and um what it is is you and your guests will have to uh describe what their final meal would be on death row but then the kicker is they also have to describe the crime 
that they committed in gruesome detail uh, of how they ended up on death row. So do you mind kicking us off and just kind of running through it? So <laughs> one thing, first off, this would be a perfect Patreon exclusive. Oh, oh I like that. Put it yes. behind the paywall. Make yeah. the pay piggies pay. That's right. So that's, that's one thing I haven't really been promoting yet is the Patreon. It's out there, but I really mm. haven't been pushing it yet. But if we can get some gold content like this out there, because, so, like, my wife's grandma listens to it, and her friends mm-hmm. listen to it. Okay. So I don't want to get too gory on the Fair main. enough. No. All right, we don't, we don't have to get gruesome on main, but I do want to hear about, you know, your meal. And, oh. then, and then a little bit about the crime, if you're willing to tease yeah. it a little bit. So death row meal. So he, here's, it's, it's really a two-parter. It's what do I want and what do I want to have happen? Okay. So, so what I want is some delicious food. Mm-hmm. But I also want when I perish on that chair and they're dragging my body away, to just have a pile of Mexican <laughs> shit on that chair. I like that. I like that. Leave your I mark. Like Leave your Collateral mark. Collateral yeah. damage. If, if you're going to take me out, there's you're going to pay for it. So are you doing Something... like Taco Bell to really like amplify as much shit that you can create? Or are you going like a, a, a gourmet Mexican meal? So we're going to do Taco <laughs> Bell to start. Taco Bell, because Taco Bell will it'll do the work, it'll do the churning, right? That's right. But it's it doesn't have the heft, the weight that we need it to have. So maybe like uh, a couple plates of mole to really yeah. weigh, weigh it down. Yeah, get the base and layer, then, and then like a big, like those dense two pound burritos. Ooh. Mm. I think that's what. And then obviously a two-piece. Obviously, crime. next question. Dessert. Now um, the crime. Okay, yeah. That's where I was going. It has to be a crime worthy of death row. Exactly. Which, which really brings you down to two variations, rape or murder. Huh. And I'm... I'm 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 gonna go on the, the record here, guys. Very yeah, this anti-rape. is an anti-rape podcast. That's a that's a good thing to 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 go on the record. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm I'm anti-murder as well, but I'm more anti-rape mm-hmm. than I am anti-murder. So, so it's you're, gonna have to you're be killing someone. Yeah. So now like we're gonna, but we're gonna have to kill a fair number of people. But they're going to be, and this is kind of a, a Kyle Canadian mm-hmm. comedy bit. It has to be a mass murder of people that society isn't really upset got murdered. Mm. Okay, I like that. So a utilitarian mindset here. You're, it's right. it's for, for the better of the population. So we're going to kill 20 people, but those 20 people are people that people are going to be like, awesome. Exactly. I like that. Mm -hmm. 
Mission accomplished. Okay. So that takes me to, I can't remember where I read it, but I think it's in Florida. There's a small town where the only people that live there are people. Oh, Nambla town. Oh, wow. So if we can just run through Mm -hmm. Nambla town, take out everyone. The cops come. They're like, "Oh, you yeah. killed twenty people, so you gotta go to jail." But the people, you're no essentially upset. a folk hero that the state has to begrudgingly put to death. I like yeah. that. That's a good way to yeah. turn the question into a positive. Well done. <clears throat> I might, I might join you on that little escapade there. That's that's. I hate to piggyback on your answer, but I might, I might be an accomplice. That's a so, that's a great answer. No movement can be completed exactly. by just one man. That's right. You, you got to have a team. All right. Are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so this this is the point in the conversation where we say put in the disclaimer. The previous yeah. words were all hypothetical. Yeah, parody, parody law, parody, parody law, parody. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, we'll uh, I, I, I'm just more excited that I, I hope you pick this up, and I can't wait to hear Soder's answer. And yeah, Obama's I wonder what Obama frankly. will say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tuton, do you want to answer? Because I got, I got a couple more segments that I want to run by. Ken. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it depends on the limitations of what I can really get in my maximum security prison. Um, I kind of envisioned myself uh, you know, with full body movement restrictions, probably drinking through a straw um, at this point. But if that's not the case, probably a nice fat steak, a large uh, pastrami sandwich as well. Um, I guess the question is, do you actually get what you like or do you just do like a baller move and just be like, I want one olive? That, that's kind of what I'm weighing in my head. Um, but I think I'd go baller move, big steak. Um cat sandwich i think the crime i would commit um i think uh if for this bit i'm gonna be traveling back to like the wild wild west um and i'm just gonna be a bank robber um and i'm just gonna live that lifestyle ride it out until i finally get caught and put to the death uh so that's my answer that's that's a great answer and i'm just i i I already said um um I'm with Kent. I'm riding with Kent um, on, in terms of the crime. But, I mean, in terms of my meal, I think I, I, in my last moments on earth, I want to I pay as much respect to my family as possible. So I'd, uh, I'd just ask for uh, a nice cold gallon. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> so that might give you the same effect that the burrito gives me. Oh, it will. There will be, yeah, fluids just everywhere it's gonna be messy for sure all right so that's that's a good it's a good bit uh can't got a couple more for you here this one is called smash or pass with ken hansen so you essentially rattle off some pretty controversial uh food items and your guests simply have to answer smash or pass it's kind of a uh um a rapid fire round if you will so first one Hawaiian pizza, smash or pass? Smash. 
Um, pass all day. Trash. I'm, I'm passing hard on Hawaiian pizza, too. Pineapple's not meant to be on cheese and tomato sauce. <laughs> However, it is meant to be in, the wheat in a cool whip with, with, with wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat and miracle whip. Or not miracle whip, cool whip. That's right. Um, okay, that, that one's easy. Next is uh, ketchup on a hot dog, Ken. What do you think? Smash or pass? So that's an easy smash for me. I only put wow. ketchup on hot dogs. I'm right there with you. You don't Ken. put ketchup right. on fries? Well, you put ketchup no, no. on fries and on the hot dog. I don't put anything right, else. We got to get you to Chicago, where I call home. We'll get you a nice Chicago hot dog, and you'll move on from this ketchup nonsense. It's a pass for me. See, and, and, that's, and that's because of exactly. we don't have a common experience, right? I've never had Exactly. We'll have, to, we'll have to get you out. But where I'm from, it's ketchup and mustard or ketchup or mustard. And yellow prepared mustard oh, is Ken, pure dog come shit. on. Agree. Agree, Ken. I'll put fancy mustard right, on there. You know what? That's the beauty of food opinions. We don't have to agree, Ken, but we can yep. respect each other. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Kent, this next one, I know you're going you're gonna to have a visceral reaction to this. Um, well done steak. As a barbecue man yourself, smash your pass. <sighs> Depends oh, on the cut mm-hmm. of the steak. Like, and depends if it was well done on purpose or if it's just been butchered. I, I want to say pass, but done prepared by someone who knows what they're doing, it could be a pass, but probably, or it could be a smash, but probably pass. Okay. So 90, 90% of the time you're passing on a well done yeah. steak. I'm there with you. I'm, I'm a hard pass on, you know, if, if there's, if it's not pink, I don't want Yeah. It, you don't want that stink. You're all about the pink. <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm medium rare or uh medium rare die for me. Well done. is just not going to cut it. Um, I, I would, I like Ken's little asterisk, asterisk on it. I think maybe there's a cut out there that needs it or, but for me personally, medium rare to pass. Fair enough. Okay, Ken, we got one more here. Um, this is a big one. Uh, smash or pass um, Alexandria or Ocasio-Cortez? So, asterisk, <laughs> just in case my <laughs> wife listens to this one. But absolute. Ken, you're a man after my own heart. That's a, that's a hard smash for me. All right, I'm going to... So- I'm 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 not going to answer that one. Uh, I also for uh, just out of respect of the, the woman in my life, but I <laughs> I, I respect both of your answers. We'll leave it at that. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, Kent, I got I got one more. Are you up for one more segment? Yeah. Will you do one, and then we'll finish with the what's okay. your least favorite food opinion segment? I love that. All right. Well, I. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll say there's, there's going to be a lot more in between. We're going Rogan mode. This is, this is a three-hour podcast. Um, 
But uh, okay, last one is Chopped. With Ken Hansen, this one takes after the popular Food Network show, Chopped. Um, I'm going to give you a list of four ingredients, and Kent, you got to tell me what you're going to make out of it. So I think that you'll you'll do pretty well with this because, I mean, that wheat, whatever the fuck that was, just sounded horrendous, and it has three of the most unrelated <laughs> ingredients that I've ever heard um, paired together, <laughs> and supposedly it's good. Um, so here are your ingredients. You've got garlic. So can I can I cut you off right now? <laughs> uh, no. We'll, um, so we'll, you we'll have. Still play the... <laughs> I'm just we'll still play the game, but everything's mm. gonna be a burger. I, I like the similar. Okay, I, I think you can make. You give I me mean, four ingredients. You, I'll make a burger every time. You're gonna have to get creative but... with with how you're gonna you're gonna package this, but I, I like where your head's at. Are you ready? Yep. So you've got garlic. You've got. Two chicken breasts, a single Slim Jim, one bottle of Angry Orchard, and a pint of strawberry ice cream. So I've never seen Chopped. Does Chopped get a pantry full of stuff that they can also incorporate? Yeah, for the, for the sake of the segment, we'll say yes. Okay. So we're going KFC Double Down style mm, chicken breast as the bun. Wow. We're going to take that that Slim Jim garlic. We're going to we're going to ground up that Slim Jim, mix in some garlic, mix in a little bit of Angry Orchard, make a little patty out of it. We're going to grill that patty, toss it between. And then we're going to use strawberry ice cream. Wow. Sign, sign me up. Wow. I mean that I I, I... I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole, but that was impressive how you uh, decided how you're going to put that together. I think it sounds pretty good, honestly, Kent. I'd have one. All right. Well, those are uh, those are the segments that, that I had. Um, I hope to see them carried forward in future podcasts. Wow. Absolutely. We're going to incorporate some of those, especially mm. Primo, Primo stuff. I like that. So now we're going to go into the crux of, of what this show is. It's raging against the tide mm-hmm. of food opinions. So we'll start with you, Danny. What's your least favorite food opinion? And it's not a food that you dislike, but it's opinions that people have on food that you absolutely hate. You know... This is a tough one. I, I'm, I'm going to need some time, Ken. Can you can we go Buddha first? I want to give you a good answer. Yeah, go first. I, I'm, I'm, go I'm ready to roll. Yeah, happy. Can you go Buddha? So I think I, I truly think that, um, you know, any, anybody that eats this food or uses it as a con, con, uh, condiment is just a, a nasty person. Mayonnaise? Um, what's that? Was it mayonnaise? Mayonnaise is uh, uh, a distant cousin, I guess, okay. of, of this food. But uh, okay. sour cream, if you put sour cream on anything, I, <laughs> I think you are a nasty person. If you're going to Chipotle and you have this beautiful burrito bowl and you get to the end of the line and, and you're like, yeah, you know what I want to do with this? I want to put some just wet, thick, nasty cream on it. You, you you might belong mm. on death row. 
So then you're getting to the end of the burrito bowl line. You're asking for salsa verde. I'm putting I'm putting red hot salsa on it. Sprinkle some lettuce. Leave it at that. Don't you don't have to uh, don't overthink it. The the sour cream is just. Uh, it, it also. You know, I agree with you. It also ruins burrito integrity. Dish. You just got a bunch of weird gelatinous stuff inside that tortilla. It, it creates issues. It, it, it doesn't belong in anything. It's a strong take. Exactly. Kent, how are you feeling about that? You're, you're pretty quiet over there. Sorry, I just my, my wife and son just got home, so I'm just trying to listen to see where they're going in the house. Um. In a burrito, it doesn't belong in a burrito. So now, I do mm. enjoy sour cream sometimes, though. Okay. So the the pierogi. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You mm. guys know what pierogies are? I, I do know what that yeah. is. Yeah. Pierogies. I think pierogies. Sour that cream you know that. what? That is probably my asterisk for right. sour cream as well, Kent. That is that's a sharp sharp take there. I, I respect that a lot. Actually, me and fe- me and fellow cheapy uh, Cubs fans, All right. we enjoyed some nice pierogies the other week. And I'll be honest with you, we were dipping them in sour cream, and I enjoyed it a lot. So you know what? You're very right there, Kent. You're very right. Yeah. Exactly. We're all right. That's well, I, I appreciate right. the time that Buddha granted me because I was able to come up with mine, which I strongly agree in. And mine is that ranch is absolutely disgusting. Um, and in every single way, shape, or form is outperformed by blue cheese. Um, I think on wings, blue cheese all day, and the worst offense, um, you know, I said before I'm from Chicago, but I currently live in New York. The worst offense is the people that put ranch on their pizza. It's just disgusting um, and disgraceful. So, when people put ranch on pizza, I've I've never seen it. Oh yeah. And they put it like oh, yeah. on the side. Or dip it, itself. dip it before they take a bite. So So here's here's where, where my asterisk for ranch comes into play. I'll eat the slice, but now I'm left with the crust, which is just a breadstick. Mm. I can dip I can dip that breadstick. You just you understand the nuance. You understand where things are meant to be used, and you just make great points. I, I think I'd like to see the crust respected, but personally, but I think that I can understand what you're saying, and it makes a lot of sense. I'll give you that. Yeah. So if 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 there's a bowl of marinara on the table, I'll I'll dip marinara. If that, there's a bowl. That's that's just that's just more pizza yeah all right so i think i think that would be my asterisk on the ranch on pizza or the ranch on anything i do think the the one place outside of like traditional food it's not traditional food because a veggie plate is traditional food but if you get a fancy high-end ranch as a vegetable dip i'm on board with that over right. over blue cheese though? Would you rather have would you rather have blue cheese or ranch? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah, I 
Yes. <laughs> Blue cheese over ranch. But so like traditionally this mm-hmm. this time of year is Christmas party season. And we're going to someone's house and they say, Hey, you're in charge of a vegetable plate. I'm just stopping off at the grocery store and the grocery store, I'm just buying a pre-made one because I can be fucked if I'm going to sit there and chop up peppers to bring. It's already done. And it just comes with a tub of ranch. All right. I don't give a fuck. But, but so it's your, it's your low effort. It's your low effort approach, which is fair enough. I respect that. All right. Yeah. 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 All right, Ken. I, I have. Uh, I know. I know you wanted to wrap up with the whole food opinion thing, but I do have three more things that I, I'd be remiss if I, if we didn't discuss. So, yeah. First thing uh, is, I want to hear your favorite and least favorite cheapy. Um, right. And favorite, favorite cheapy. Yes, and you can't you can't choose big tasty. That's or either of us because we're off the table. I'm gonna try. You can absolutely yeah. choose us for least favorite, but <laughs> not for favorite. I just gotta hop over into Jamie. Pull that up. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, pull that up. Um, not. Oh, actually, great one! Great Mr. one. Mr. Unlimited. He's he's just always in. There. Yeah, let's give him a he's quick shout out too. About to get married, I believe guy. it's uh a, a twelve or eleven days away. Best of luck to him and the misses. Um and yeah, I know he'll be listening. So absolutely. I in, I uh, sent him nine, nine to twelve months. Nine <laughs> to twelve months, we'll have another GP on our hands. Hopefully, <laughs> really looking forward to that. To sex reference um, for all you sickos at home. <laughs> as least favorite i don't know i mean it's hard to choose we're such a loving group of people and if you don't have an immediate answer that's fine but you do have to tweet it out <laughs> later this afternoon once you put some thought into it i'm just i'm just trying to go through all the, the tweets and see who likes them and who doesn't like them and yeah whoever's not not throwing you likes that's probably an easy least favorite well yeah it's my timeline's weird because it's 90% cheapies, which my tweets will get like five likes, 13 likes, but then I'll like dip my toes into these other things, just chuck a comment on there, and it's like 700 likes, Whoa. 900 likes. Wow. And I'm like, I need these, <laughs> I need these numbers in the cheapy stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that just speaks to, uh, you know, the the, the the current cheapy population. They're still growing. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd give it a year and you'll start oh. to see those kind of numbers. One thing, I'm going to take the cheapies to task. I got this podcast, Dish Up, a cheapies podcast. There's 500 cheapies now. Agreed. I should have 500 subscribers. You sure should. So this is a call to action. Agreed. Cheapies. Let's go. I like that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. What, one more thing. I did need to, uh, I think everybody's been wondering, I think I, I've lost sleep over it certainly over the last couple of weeks is when are we going to see the stone cold? Let's Oh, that's a Patreon offline conversation. conversation. Cause we're, 
there's 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 a time and a place right. and a time I think is that'll be enough. place is coming. Okay. But, wow, all right. But if I did it every week, very true. It's it, no longer special. It's 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 show special. Business. No, Keep them wanting I, more. I agree. Christmas. What's the most magical day of the year? Wow. Wow. Are we going to get I, – I don't want to – I think the listeners wow, are love that there. But – Unless – unless you're Muslim yeah. or Jewish because then you probably don't give a fuck. But. Well, but they will. It, it'll – it'll by all religions, December 25th will be cel- celebrated as, as a holiday after uh, you dropped that Stone Cold video. Um, yeah. Stone Cold was oh, on yeah. that. You guys know who Pat McAfee is from the Pat McAfee show? So he had he's been dipping his toes into pro wrestling, and Stone Cold commented on his uh, his mic work on Tuesday. So he had Stone Cold on the show yesterday, and I was watching, and uh, he was talking about all his Stone Colds and how it's become a thing, and he's just taking some tips from the love pros. that it was a, it was well a real timed, fun thing well to timed as well. I like that studying um all right i guess i, I mean that, that's all that i had i do want to give the opportunity for you know two-tone if you have any anything to plug uh, uh i would just plug my twitter week? handle you know at danny two-tone one uh give me a follow and really just actually what i'd really like to plug is at big tasty inc and um if you're looking in the market for a tapestry and you're looking for something in the three to five hundred dollar range. I think there's a really good value out there in the store, so I'd buy now. <laughs> Get it now before it's not available. Yeah, it's like the premium stuff. Resale market prices. It is an investment. I, I have most of my money tied up in cheapies tapestries right now. Just expecting um, an explosion in, in terms of value there. That's just an investment, right? Exactly. Well, Kent. Sorry, Jim. It's been real. It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for being the first guest. On oh, it's an I honor. Appreciate it. Of course. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love you. And so, uh, I think we should reconvene sometime in the spring. And- Oh, absolutely, Ken. I would love to do that. Um, This is going to be great. I think there's a good way to get the rest of the cheapies involved in it, you know, going to the pod, and we'll get you up there to 500 subscribers in no time. Let's go. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Love you, Ken. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Oh, wait, one thing. When can we expect it to drop? Okay, bye. I'm thinking Christmas morning. Wow, love that. Love that, Ken.